Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, it is time for that. Welcome back to VIP <laughs> Midday Show. Joe Giglio, Hugh Douglas here, 215-592-9494. And, uh, and we're going to have fun with this. And I think every time we, we play this uh, sound, there might be something off the walls. It could be something we just watched oh, no last doubt. night. Listen, no doubt about it. I'm going to tell you all right now, Philadelphia, listen. Sometimes it's going to be about sports. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes y'all going to hear some things that I have going on in my head. Y'all going to be like, what the hell is wrong with this man? Like, what was it, um, before we get to your point that you want to bring up today, in our pre-show meeting, I think this was maybe, I don't know, four days ago, you, you, you were wondering if you I knew who Lassie, who Lassie was. was. <laughs> like, listen, let me tell y'all what happened. I don't know why. I was, and, and, and I hate that I'm going to tell y'all when it happened, but I was taking a shower. <laughs> and for whatever reason, while I'm taking a shower, the thought popped in my head. I was like, hmm. I wonder if Joe Gillia know who's last year. Know who last year? Well, I'm taking a shower, and I'm like, cause and, and this is the thought process. I'm like, cause that was my favorite dog growing up. If anybody out there that's in my age demographic know who last year is, you know exactly what I'm talking about because you grew up wanting a collie because that was the one smart dog that you you know. And then I went even further and was like, I wonder does he know who Old Yeller is? Because there's a little bit of a generation gap. Yeah, here. there's a little bit of a generation gap. So I'm thinking to myself. So then it went further, and I was like, I wonder what his favorite dog was when he grew up, like his favorite TV dog. So I came in in the morning, and, and to Joe's credit, he didn't bat an eye. He answered the question. <laughs> but he looked at me at the time like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> We're getting ready to do the show. And I was like, dog, what was your favorite dog growing up? Do you know who Lassie is? And he, asked, he was like, sure, I know who Lassie is. You mean the colleague? Like, because what I've noticed about you is you have a frame of reference for, for almost anything that I could ask you. And the way that you recall it is you'll say, oh, the, uh, the collie, the dog that played on TV, like you'll do stuff like that. So you knew what I was talking about. But it was just – I was just kind of wondering if you knew who Lassie was. So it's funny with that. So we do have a little bit of an age gap. But the TV, I, I spent a lot of time when I was young, Hugh, with my grandparents. My Both my parents worked when I was young. And they always had like TV land on. old yes. those, So I watched – I feel like I watched shows that probably was more like what you watched because yes. they were like the reruns. And I watched them. So, yeah, I, I knew last year. Yeah, was. and it was, just, it was just one of those things that, you know, when you're getting to know somebody, I was just kind of curious. I'm like, I wonder if he knows who last year is because it's going to be sometimes where I'm going to refer to something and you might look at me and, and think I'm crazy. But for the most part, when I do that – you're kind of right there with me. So what was on your mind this morning? What did you want to bring up here? Because we did have a, a game last night between the Sixers and the Mavericks. And, man, for the first, I would say, two and a half quarters, that I thought it was going to be the game of the year. I mean, it was just like shot, shot, shot. I mean, they 
it was unbelievable to watch the offense, but they by the end they just got cooked by Kyrie and, and Kyrie, Luka. Kyrie is a special player, man. Just the way that he moves, his 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 movement to the basket. He cut to the basket one time and did a finger roll. Like it was like phenomenal. But the thing that that uh that kind of got me last night, and I listen, before I say this, I'm gonna set it up like this. I I, I play you all know that I used to play sports and you know, I, I have a unique perspective when it comes to certain things because I, I did play the game, but I'm also on this side of it. And and a lot of times when I listen to some of my hosts, like I listen to the show and I listen to some of the takes that some hosts have. And a lot of times I agree. And sometimes I don't, especially when you talk about certain things about if a player cares or not. Say like we talk about uncle Howard, uncle Howard takes a strong take when it comes to certain athletes mm-hmm. and he will get, to some people, feels like it's personal, but I think you have to listen to what he's saying and kind of take into account why he feels the way that he feels, and and that leads me into the way that I felt last night. So I'm watching the game last night, and one of the things that popped out to me is Tyrese Maxey was out there balling. Mm-hmm. By the way, you know, and I know part of that probably was because of his family being there. His mom was sitting in the stands, and his dad, who used to coach him, was there. And one of the things that that I was thinking about watching that game was like, man. I remember the days when I was playing and, and watching my father. Like when my father would watch me play, that's when I wanted to have the absolute best game because I know dad is not going to be as approving as mom. And you saw that last night with Tyrese Mac- Maxey and his family. Dad just kind of sitting there, mom's cheering for her baby and all this stuff. So it kind of brought back memories mm-hmm. for that for me. But it was something that, that I saw during the course of that game that really – I'm not going to say rub me the wrong way because, listen, if you're hurt, you're hurt. And, you know, can't nobody tell you if you're hurt. You know, you, you, you know your body better than anybody. But Joel Embiid, and before I say anything further about Joel Embiid, I understand that he's a superstar, was in the MVP conversation for a long time, and that wherever we go, we're going to need him to get there. But. There were some things last night that I saw from him. And listen, this is my interpretation. I don't have anything to go off of. It's just what I see. And, you know, we live in a world where we're all visual. And it's all about, like, we we take cues from from what we think your body language is. Mm -hmm. So last night there was a sequence where... If I'm not mistaken in that game, yeah. brings you back with him. He had a so great Joel run. Embiid, Joel Embiid comes in the game, and he's coming down the court. I, I don't know if I got the sequence right, right, but you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He's coming down the court, and he stops. He gets his pocket picked. He gets his pocket picked. And you hear Reggie Miller say, oh, that was a bad play. That They were able to recover from that. It wasn't as bad, but it was bad to have your 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 star – get his pocket picked in the manner that he got it picked. It was like he was just standing and all of a sudden the ball is gone, right? So I'm looking at that moment, and then they had a cut where they went back to his facial expressions. Now, this might not be fair, and I understand that, and I acknowledge that because I don't know Joel Embiid that well, and I don't know how he handles adverse situations. But as a former player and a person watching the game, because I'm straddling the fence here, guys. I'm a former athlete, but I'm I'm also – beholden to the people that listen to this radio station. Now, I got to give you my honest opinion. The look on his face bothered me. And I don't know I don't know how to describe it. I don't know if it was a look of, like, 
I don't care. I don't I don't know if it was a looker. I don't care. I'm, I'm trying to be real careful in the way that I describe it. But it didn't it wasn't a look that I think that he needed to have in that moment, especially when you fight to get back in the game the way that you did. Now, they, they went on to lose the game. But that bothered me a little bit. That bothered me that it felt like from his his facial expression that he didn't care as much as I needed him to. I think that's the fair way to say it, Joe. I agree. He didn't care as much as I wanted him to in that in that situation. I'm glad you said this. And I, I think it's really interesting. And, and 215-592-9494 to react to everything, including your thoughts on the Sixers last night, and if you felt or, or saw the same thing you did. But, Hugh, I think it's interesting watching you – learn the Sixers and Joel, you know, on a game-to-game basis. Obviously, we all watch the Sixers, and, and, and nationally there have been a big story the last four or five years, but just seeing, like, little things. Because I, I, his body language sometimes stinks. Last year in the playoffs, you, the, the, the day, they, I, think in, during the, I think around the second round they announced who the MVP is, mm-hmm. and, and he, wanted, he, he really wanted to win it last year, and he thought he was going to win it, and they announced it as Jokic. And Joel that night, and he didn't say this, but I think everyone in Philadelphia felt it, he went out and his body language was like he was going to cry the whole game because he didn't win the MVP. And mm-hmm. it drives me crazy. And I I think I think body language for your leader and the star matters. I think about it sometimes with quarterbacks, right? Cuz NBA superstars or quarterbacks kind of similar, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're the most important guys. Jay Cutler had the worst body language I've ever seen. Kyler Murray now, his body language is awful. I think that just I'm just a fan. I, I'm not an ex player. I think that stuff matters. Like, doesn't the team take on his persona? Yeah, and and, and this is the thing. And and I know, like before anybody calls in, that my assessment might not be fair. I, I understand that. I get that. I, I I am okay with that. But at the same time, you're being like as a leader. That's all people have to go on because we don't know you. We don't know you like we want to. We'd like to think that we do. And when your body language shows me that whatever is showing me, because I, I don't even know. I, I, I don't want to be unfair to him and say he didn't care because he probably did, but your body language leaves me to interpret your reaction the way that I'm interpreting it. And, and for it to be in that situation, that magnitude, in that game, the way that it was going, that could have been one of the best games in the history of the NBA, the way that it was going. Mm-hmm. And for that, that sequence to happen the way that it did and them, for them to cut to your face and show you that to me, that was unsettling. So I, I mentioned two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I mentioned a couple of guys I think had bad body language. Jay Cutler, Kyler has terrible body language. C- could you could you ever remember Kobe acting like that? Like I got, can't I can't recall. Winner, like I just think champions don't act like that. I can't I, recall. I, I just don't. I I can't picture Michael Jordan, Kobe, Giannis. Now I I don't for I don't remember those guys having those moments. I I I I feel you. I, I think there's something to what you're seeing. And I think it's interesting you, you come in with a fresh set of eyes. And let's get some reaction here on the Sixers. 215-592-9494. T in South Philly. What's up, T? Hey, how you doing, my man? How y'all doing? What's, What's going, going on, T? Hey, T. Hey, 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 you. Do not feel bad, you. You saying the right stuff, my man. Like, for real. I've been saying this for the longest time, and everybody got this love and affectuation for Joel and B. It just don't make no sense. His body language. Look, I played basketball. I never made it to no crazy levels. But I understand playing basketball as a teammate, you know. So when you play basketball as a teammate, especially basketball, when you play basketball, you cannot um, have your hands out looking for the ball. Somebody shoot the ball when they miss. You can't be sitting there throwing your shoulders, being mad when somebody miss. You can't um, get the when somebody shoot the ball. Just be looking right, like nobody else can't do nothing on the court. We clearly had a like we just had another game before that, and our team was playing so much better. 
They was moving the ball. Not to say we don't need Joel Embiid. We just need Joel Embiid to stop having this negative body language. Stop having this selfish attitude. That's all we need. We don't and, and be a little bit more aggressive. Stop trying to be a little dude. You seven two. <laughs> like you trying to be small and dainty. Yeah, it's like it's no dainty. reason. It's no reason for you to be out there trying to do all these euros and step backs and all that. Go out there, be a big man, and play basketball. Be a but bull in the China shop. Be a bull in the China shop. Exactly. I don't understand what he be doing, but it, like, like you said, his body language. You saw it. I've been saw it. It is ridiculous. It's like, like, like I'm 44 years old. He, I don't know how old he is, but I can see it. And I, and he, he's seven two. I'm, I'm only six foot, like 180. But he, to me, he's like a little boy. You know what I mean? Like to me, I'm uh, like, well, T. Boy. I mean, you remember the playoff game against Miami last year after he didn't win the MVP? It was like that. He was pouting the whole time. Exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. He. That's all. Listen, I want him. I like him. I, I don't want him to look at this or hear it and be like, "Oh, I'm out of here. I, I just want to leave." Like, don't leave. Don't be a baby again. <laughs> See, and and, 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 and that's the thing. I, I want to be fair because I know, like, listen, yeah. everybody does not handle things exactly. the same right. way. They don't. Exactly. They don't. So when you're talking, that's why you were trying to like smooth it out. And I'm like, let me call. I'm sitting here with my mom. Like, mom, watch. I'm about to call. So I'm sitting here. <laughs> I'm taking my mind to Best Buy right now. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, what y'all getting? Wait a minute. I don't know what she getting, but my mom be right. She do her thing, man. Like she just, you know. Oh, is this like a, is the, it's like a treat. It's like a gift for mom. No, she just, you know, she needs some. Like instead of calling Uber, I'm there for you. Know? Oh, oh, so you the driver? You the, you okay? Yeah, got you. you know yeah, good, saying? good. Like, that's a good son right there, man. Yeah, that's, that's a good how, son. That's how it is. But at the end of the day, though, I, I'm listening to y'all and I hear you trying to talk. And I'm like, you is not trying to say it. And I'm like, honestly, he's saying what I've been saying. But every time I say it, everybody be talking about. Man, like, what do you talk about, Joel B? He's the best player on the team. What do you mean? We don't need him. We didn't him. I called y'all a little while ago, and I also told you that Maxi was one of the best players on our team. And I think one of y'all said, oh, um. Yeah, I said, um, I said we overrated him a little bit. Exactly. And, but well, you, no, you're think, all, think, everyone's welcome. I think Joe backpedaled a little bit off of that one. No, no. Maxi well, been no. these last couple and games. Team, we appreciate <laughs> it. I mean, every, everyone's welcome. I motivated Tyrese Max. Now he's played. <laughs> I like how you spin that, though. Yeah, everyone's welcome. Me. He's listening to the show. He, he does listen. Uh, no, he's played really well the last three games. But it, the one thing off last night, just off on Maxi quickly, it, it's a trade-off because he was out of the starting lineup, right? He was mm-hmm. a six-man. There were he, they have much better offense when he's out there. Nice him and Cam- Harden he was like Cameron's action the last couple of days. But man. their defense, when it's him and Harden yeah, back it's there, a it's suspect. like I mean, it's it's Kyrie just yeah, Ky- flew past man, them. Man, Kyrie was doing stuff like dang here. I, I was watching like, how old is Kyrie? Because he he was moving out there like a 20-year-old. A he gets the basket as well as anyone ever seen. And But to the Embiid thing, like, uh, there's no rule that you have to be Mr. Stoic and you can't show emotion. But you go through the the champions in sports. Do they act like that? And see that, that I don't think they do. And, and see, that's the thing, Joe, because that's not fair. As, as And see, this is where this is where you're going to get me straddling the, the former athlete and, and the talk show host. Because I can see both sides of it. You don't have to be an emotional rah-rah guy. You don't have to be that. That's not what I'm saying he has to be. But that was a pivotal moment in that game. Mm -hmm. That was a moment where you're like four points from taking the lead and your your team is fighting in to get back in. And to have the turnover that you had and then to have the body language, it was like, dude, like if anything, you need to be an asset in this situation. You're coming off more as a liability. By being out there, well, and they feed off of him when when he's playing defense and he's he's into it and, and he's himself. I, the whole team feeds off, and I, I think they feed off the other way too. When he's got that negative slump my shoulders thing, it, it carried the it whole was team. Just, it, it was more because it was it, it. 
and I, the way I'm describing it is bad, but it was it wasn't like his lip was hanging, but the 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 the, the I guess the non emotion that he showed when you when they cut to him, I was like, dog, that was a big moment. Like you, it wasn't like, dang, you know, my bad. It wasn't like none of that. Right. You didn't, it was like you weren't accountable for your actions, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's I, I think that's frustrating. Jeremiah's in Roxburgh. What's up, Jeremiah? Hey, gentlemen, how are you? What's Hugh? going on? Love you, man. Glad you're uh, here in Philly. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about Joel Embiid, too. I was at the game on Monday against Miami. I was real disappointed in his body language. You know, uh, he'd just be hunched over in the backcourt while, you know, they're at the free throw line. I could just feel he doesn't care anymore. And, like, the beginning of uh, during their uh, off season, he got interviewed at the beginning of uh, preseason. And they're like, how'd you spend your off season? And he laughed. And was like, I spent it on the couch. Like he just don't care anymore. It's I don't remember that one, Jeremiah. But but I, I, I do I, I do wonder sometimes where his head is and his heart is sometimes. See, see, and this is the unfortunate thing about when we interpret as fans body language, because everything that you say that doesn't sound like you're saying the right thing rubs you the wrong way. Like for yeah. just like you say, the comment if he said laying on the couch. Because your thought process is like, why you ain't got your butt out there working on shots right. or working on your yeah, game? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. He could, he could be so dominant just like under the under the hoop, just every single play pass it to him, and, and, and you just don't – I don't feel the heart from him no more. Well, and you said – and the, here's the, the part that I think gets people, and Jeremiah, I appreciate it. He is dominant, right? He scores 33 points a game. Yeah. But the, there's – I don't know. There's 15 guys in the NBA that could score 30 points you, a game. You, why did Kobe win – but the other guys didn't win. Like you, if you're he gonna, was driven. Yes, if you're going to win a title or, or be a champion you in the NBA, that it's not like, oh, we have Joel Embiid will win. Well, there's ten teams have players kind of as good as him, right? They're all yeah. really good. you, you got to have a different level. You, you know what's funny? It, it, it leads me to a story. I remember uh, my son. I remember like he wanted to play football late. And I told him flat, I'm like, dog, you late to the party. You late to the party. And he wanted me to try to teach him to play. And I'm like, son, I'm going to do what I can for you. But this is one thing that you have to know and you have to realize is that the work that you put in when I'm not around is going to be the work that really you benefit from mm-hmm. because that's what it's all about. You don't have to play football. You could do whatever you want in life. But this game here, the level of dedication, and I told him flat out, the level of de- dedication that you have to have to even just be a decent player, I don't think you're there. I don't because you're talking about you're trying to get me to help you be all you could be. That's something that has to be instilled in you from a young age. You're not there yet. Go out and get a good job and be the best, be the best banker financier that you could possibly be. But this football thing is is it, it might not be in you. And that's okay. So he went out there the first year, the first game. I had to I had to work. I was in Atlanta. First game. He goes out there and breaks his ankle. Oh no. He broke his ankle. And 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 we had to take him to the hospital. He had to get his pants. And I'm like, hey man, it, I mean, it's it's okay. It's okay that because I knew you weren't prepared because you 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 have like to play football. You just can't say wake up one day and say hey, I'm gonna go play and play. You got to work on your game all the time. You got to work on it all the time, even when you don't. You feel like you've arrived, and 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 you just can't, can't take that cavalier attitude. That's what it kind of looks like to me from afar. Is that. You're so good and you're so big that you ain't got to work on it. But, dude, if you want to reach that upper echelon, that upper stratosphere, 
Oh, you gotta you gotta constantly evolve as a player. Yeah. You have to, and you have to be ready when you get when you or your team gets punched in the mouth to to respond to yes. not, not quiver. And and sometimes it feels like Joel quivers. Tom and Abington wants to call me a liar about something. Hey, Tom. That's strong. Real fellas. What's up, Tom? Hey, Tom, what's going? On? <laughs> liar is such a strong. <laughs> word. I'll explain. I'll explain. But first off, you, I I enjoyed the uh, the Lassie story, but I gotta ask you about the most disturbing part of that story in my I know, opinion. I, I was in the shower. Mm-hmm. I know. I mean but they, Yeah, they, what are you doing thinking of Joe Jiggly no, listen, in the shower? Listen, listen, man. Sometimes thoughts come to you at, at the weirdest times. And you know what? I felt that, you know, since I was talking to family that I could say that and nobody would actually like think any ill of me because they know that I'm kind of think outside the box. Come on, Tom, we're family. Well that's what family's for, isn't it? <laughs> well kinda, you're right about that. So, yeah, um, so, Joe, you are a liar, and I will prove this through Q&A. All right. Would you ask Joe there if he eats fish? No, I didn't. I asked him, was he, I asked him, when did No, no, can you? Can you ask him? Oh, can I ask him? Joe, do you eat fish? I had salmon last night. Yes, Tom, (laughs) eat fish. Therefore, you are not. A vegetarian, All sir. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm a pescatarian, Tom. Does that, does that make you feel better? Yes. Yeah. Right. I feel much better. All okay. Right. I need some protein in my diet, please. I, I got to have something here, Tom. Joe, the, just have the a beans steak of yeah, the, be, the, beans, the beans do have the good protein. The beans do have protein. Yeah. You need yourself a steak of potato, my man. It's been, it's been like five years since I had steak of potato. <laughs> so I don't – look, it is the day of the podcast. This is the age we live in. I get it. Everybody has a voice to platform. I, I don't mind these guys coming out and saying what's on their mind, but the three um, people that you guys have as a point of reference here, they're pointing fingers, and that's where I have a problem. So you have uh, CJ pointing the finger at JG. You got um, – uh, Sirianni was thrown under the bus. Uh, no, see. Uh, well, yeah, you know, AJ did right when AJ talked about how AJ, he, he yes. thought they were going to lose when they when they kicked the because field they goal. Should have yeah. went for a touchdown. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and then and then you have no place fight who just threw everybody under the bus other than yeah, the defensive back. That's going to stick. That's sticking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he didn't have the best second half of the season You're right. for him to be popping off at the mouth. I guess. You're right, and, and Tom, it's 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 disappointing. Because they had such a great year, and for the most part, they they endeared themselves to the city. But like, this isn't the kind of thing that's going to do them to anybody. No, no, it messes with the uh, the culture, and that's a huge part. Um, so yeah, I, I would just appreciate it if the guys would pipe down and, and not come across as the uh, forty whiners. Um, yeah, and that and Tom, that's it, and that on top of it, Tom, we appreciate the forty niners thing before that. Uh, two weeks of, of it, you know, us complaining about the Niners fans complaining and the Niners players. And now we're kind of having it here. 215-592-9494. It's high hop board. We'll come back. Give an update on our Twitter poll question. Does it bother you the way the Eagles players, specifically A.J. Brown, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, Darius Lay, have reacted talks as a Super Bowl? It is frustrating us. The Embiid stuff with his body language that that caught use attention last night. And do you want Reese Hoskins resign? A lot to discuss. 215-592-9494. We'll hit it all next. Your phone calls and the Eagles met with a quarterback at the Combine. Could be a potential backup to Jalen Hurts. We'll tell you who that is and if we're in on the idea. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.